0: This is At The Helm Sports. I'm your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining me for episode number 47. Please be sure to follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave those five-star reviews. We are heading into the holiday season. Thanksgiving is behind us and obviously Christmas has come early because you guys get the gift of hearing my beautiful voice two times in one week. The Thanksgiving slate was pretty good. Had a couple good sweats. Hopefully you guys made some money. I did a lot better on the betting side. Smashed a couple anytime touchdown parlays. Had tons of money on a Zeke anytime so that worked out pretty well but we have a whole other slate, and a lot of people are probably still hungover from the Thanksgiving slate and just Thanksgiving in general. So I would not be surprised if you don't get a lot of content the next couple days and people really not paying attention till Sunday morning. So if you dig in, do a little bit of research, you might have a bit of an upper hand this week, and hopefully I can help you do that. So let's get right into the slate. We have week 12, 11 games, and there are some sloppy ones. We have a lot of backup quarterbacks playing, so it's going to be an interesting slate. Have a lot more value this week than we have. Pricing's been really, really rough in the past couple weeks, but have a bunch of running backs in the 5K range that we could use, so paying up for running back might actually be contrarian this week, and there's going to be some interesting options in the way to build. So if we start at Baltimore going to Jacksonville Baltimore is laying three and a half points with an over under 43 and a half. Lamar Jackson has not been great lately a little bit banged up but should be fine and and against this Jacksonville defense I, I think I might go to him because I think he's going to go completely overlooked you can pair him with Andrews who should be healthy now 6,500 is pretty cheap for Andrews Jackson's kind of expensive at eight thousand, but I think that's even more reason why people won't go to him. You know, you pair the two of them together, and you could bring it back with ATN or, or Christian Kirk. So there's some options there that I think actually make quite a bit of sense. And if you really wanted to get crazy, you could go Lamar Jackson. He's been throwing the ball a ton to Robinson and, and Andrews. So just something to consider if you wanted to double stack it. And and I really like Kirk and and atn is the bringbacks here i don't know if i would go the lawrence side he is cheap but i i just don't know if you need too much value from the quarterback position this week with all the value we have at running back so that's mainly what i'm looking at for this game i don't really trust the baltimore backfield even though they do like to run a bit does look like gus edwards is going to be back and how much are him and Kenyon drake going to split time you would think edwards would get the goal line carries but I, I just don't think I want to go there with them in the mid-fives. I, I just think there's guys around them that make a lot more sense. Next, we have a gross game. Denver at Carolina. Sam Darnold is actually going to be starting this, which, I mean, he's got to be better than what we've seen so far out of out of these Carolina quarterbacks. But Denver is just – they are great on defense, and, and I think if you're paying up at defense, they might even make a little bit of sense against Darnold here but I I really don't want too many parts of this game. I think you could use Latavius Murray now that Gordon is out of town, but I'd probably prefer it in cash. I don't know how much his upside really is. You know, Denver doesn't really score a lot as it is, so you'd probably need Murray to fall into two touchdowns to really get you there in a GPP. Deontay Foreman's interesting, 5,500, not not bad for him, And, and you can run a little bit more on Denver than you can pass. So he, he's a possibility. you know. We, we've seen some big games from him here recently, so I, I really don't mind that. DJ Moore, I do think, is in play at only $5,000. You would think Darnold would be a little bit better than what they've had so far there, and they do have some rapport together, so Moore's had some good games with him, but I'm not looking to stack this at all. Maybe the only thing I would even possibly consider would be Sutton at 5600 with no Judy. He should still get a ton of targets, so... I'd say Sutton and and DJ Moore if I wanted to bring it back as a little skinny stack, but probably really just looking at maybe one of those two guys to just round out a roster. If I, if I fall in that range and have that much salary left next is, is an interesting game, Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Now we got to keep an eye on the weather. It it looks like it could be pretty gross, pretty windy, possibly some rain, maybe even some snow if it's cold enough in Cleveland. So that's going to be interesting to monitor, but as of now, Tampa Bay is favored by three and a half points with an over-under of 42. Leonard Fournette is banged up. Don't know if he's going to play. Even if he does, he might be on a bit of a pitch count. And, and Rashad White, we saw actually started the game in Germany and, and got 22 carries in, in the last one. Coming out of the bye, I could see him very heavily involved. He's only 5,100, so I expect him to be a very popular play. Definitely, if Fournette's out, he's a cash game lock and and... It'd be interesting to maybe think about fading him in in tournaments because this Cleveland defense is terrible against the run and, and you know, they would probably have to rely on him quite a bit. But Gio Bernard might be coming back, so maybe that eats into him a little bit. And if Fournette is is healthy and actually going to get the ball, I, I think you can make a case for possibly fading White in, in tournaments. But I, I would love him as a cash game play. And actually, if the weather's not too bad, I think going to Brady actually is an option here. 5,800 is pretty cheap for him. They've been finally healthy, looking a lot better the past couple weeks. Evans, 6,700. Godwin, 6,000. Both of them are pretty cheap. So if, if you wanted to go with the Brady stack, I think that actually could make sense. Vita Villa has been banged up. And if he's not playing this game, I actually would like Chubb quite a bit. Tampa's clearly very good against the run, but Chubb has been one of the best running backs in football, and at under eight thousand dollars, seven thousand eight hundred for him, if Vita Via is not there, I would have some interest. If if Vita Villa is playing, then I, I'm probably gonna lean more towards the Cleveland side and in the passing game. I think you could go skinny stacks here with an Evans or Godwin, bring it back with Cooper. Still very underpriced for the workload he gets at six thousand four hundred. Saw the two touchdown upside that he had and Donovan Peoples-Jones is, is very much in play as well. His price still isn't going up, 4800 but he's been heavily involved. So if you wanted to do a skinny stack of this game and, and pair some of those receivers together, I think that would make a lot of sense. Or even a, a Cooper with a white bring back, although that might be a, a, a little bit popular. But some cheap ways you can get to this game, and I, I think if the weather's not terrible, a Brady stack might actually be in play. Next, Houston at Miami. Miami is a 14-point favorite, has the highest implied team total on the slate, 30 points. 47 is the over-under, so, I mean, they're expecting Miami to score quite a bit on the, on this terrible Houston team. Kyle Allen will actually be starting for Houston. I want no part of the Houston side. Damian Pierce obviously used quite a bit. Miami's not great on defense. You could possibly go Nico Collins, 4,100, but it's it's going to be interesting to see where Allen really wants to go possibly Brandon cooks gets a little bit more involved 5,200 so they're cheap pieces that that don't really need to do much to pay off and if you're using them to be able to get up to waddle or hill hill is 8,800 so pretty expensive but with the amount of of work he's been doing you know obviously just chunk yardage huge yardage totals every single week if the touchdowns follow, he is going to absolutely smash the slate coming up here. So I think eight thousand eight hundred is worth the price there. Jalen Waddle over sixty-five yards basically in every game, guaranteed. He's heavily involved. He's also scoring touchdowns. Seven thousand three hundred is probably too cheap for him. So I love the two of them. You could pair them with Tua. Tua's is not too expensive. Six thousand nine hundred, and that could kind of be a little bit of leverage off of what's going to be a very very chalky Jeff Wilson. Five thousand nine hundred just heavily heavily involved over the past couple weeks his two games you know he's he's basically out carrying Mostert Mostert 5,700 looking like he's not going to play so Jeff Wilson should get the bulk of the work here 5,900 would be a cash lock for me and it's going to be hard to get away from him in GPPs. so I, I think you definitely want some parts of this Miami offense with with that high implied team total and how terrible Houston's defense is so I will definitely be very invested in this game, and obviously mainly on the Miami side, possibly with some of those receivers as the bring back that that I discussed in Cooks and Collins. Next, got another ugly game. We got the Chicago Bears playing the New York Jets. Jets are six-point favorites, which is interesting. You know, it's not often that they're giving up that many points, but... It doesn't look like Fields is going to be playing. Probably be Trevor Simeon under under center against this pretty good Jets defense, and I definitely think their defense is in play, 3,200. Not a lot of cheap de- defenses on the slate, so I, I, I think I could see them getting pretty popular, but for good reason here. And then we have Mike White starting instead of Zach Wilson, so it's not like things could get any worse. Michael Carter was actually pretty good last year with Mike White, caught a bunch of balls. Elijah Moore had a couple good games with Mike White, and, and you would think that Garrett Wilson would definitely be involved here, and it should be an improvement for him as well. And he's only 4300 Moore is all the way down to 3500 So I think those guys actually are in play here if you want some savings to get up to that Tyree kill that I talked about before. And, I mean, you could actually, in big GPPs, get crazy here and go with a Mike White stack with maybe a Wilson or a Moore, and then basically you can pay up for anyone you want on the slate, and you really don't need them to do much against this terrible Bears defense. So that actually is an interesting way to look at it. As far as the Bears side goes, I want no one from this passing game with Simeon against this Jets defense. I would say Montgomery is playable. 6400 is a good price for the work that he does. The Jets are a little bit more susceptible against the run than they are through the air this year, so that would probably be the only side on Chicago I I'd, I'd be going with. Next we have Cincinnati at Tennessee and and I'm very interested to see how the public's going to feel about this one because I don't know if if it's really going to be too popular, but I think Burrow will be popular. 6700 after the week that he had blowing up. Gonna be with Higgins again. Higgins is still too cheap. Somehow his price went down after having over 140 yards receiving. 6900 for him is good. Boyd, 5,900, I think, is definitely in play. So you could go with a a couple stacks on the the Burrow side. Bring it back with Derrick Henry, 8,300. Pretty expensive, but for what he can do, I I think that's absolutely a fine price. And Robert Woods actually was a little bit more involved recently, had a couple catches. So 4,700, he could pay off just with a couple catches. Traylon Burks possibly has some upside we did finally see him break out recently 4200 is a good price for him so you got some cheap pieces that you, you can bring back with your burrow stacks and definitely like that Mixon is out so Samaje Purine 5600 another running back in the mid fives that, that's absolutely usable get a ton of work now, Tennessee is good against the run, so you would expect them to be passing more against Tennessee, but that's exactly where P. Ryan shines. Obviously, we saw the three touchdowns, so I, I think he is absolutely viable in this as well. Even if you wanted to go a skinny stack with with Derek Henry and him, I think because of how involved he is in the passing game, that actually could make a little bit of sense. Next, we have the last of the 1 o'clock games. We have Atlanta heading to Washington. This is another game. There could possibly be some weather, so we got to look out for that. But the game total here, we have Washington minus 4, a total of only 40.5. So this this one could be a little bit ugly. Washington and Atlanta, not good on defense. So I, th- I think there are pieces here that could definitely get there. Cordero Patterson had the kick return that, that basically saved him, but... He's always a chance at, at scoring some touchdowns. So at 6,000, I think he actually is in play. Otherwise, I, I really don't want London. I don't think that there's, you know, there's some upside against this Washington defense, but they are just not passing the ball enough for, for me to want to go there. As far as the Washington running backs, 5,400 for Gibson, actually, it seems pretty good. He was the more involved after everybody was hoping it was going to be Robinson in the last game. And I definitely think he has some upside against this terrible Atlanta defense. But the fact that Robinson is still there and involved does scare me a little bit for GPP. So if Gibson is getting popular, I'm probably going to stay away. But it does make sense and it's enticing against Atlanta. If, so if he's he's not out of control popular, which he may not be because of Wilson and White and P. Ryan. I definitely might sprinkle him in a little bit, but not really looking to overly stack this game too much. Now, we head to the 4 o'clock, and, and this one actually could be a very, very good game. We have the Chargers heading to Arizona, and the Chargers are laying 2.5 points over under of 48.5, and, and I definitely like this game quite a bit. A couple different ways you could go. Kyler's going to be back, so if you wanted to go with Kyler to... DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler is 6800 so a pretty good price for him. Hopkins, 7700 He is the focal point of this offense. Probably still too cheap for what he's been doing in the target share that he has. So I love that. And then you have some cheap, cheap pieces on the Charger side as well. Keenan Allen, only 6100 Looked pretty good in his return. Got a lot more work than people I think were expecting. Palmer obviously looks great with, with no Mike Williams on the outside. So 5400 for him is still too cheap. Gerald Everett's coming back, four thousand four hundred. This Arizona defense is horrific against the tight end, so he is in play. So th- there are a lot of ways you could stack this game up with Herbert or with Kyler Murray, and I think it could be an onslaught game because if this is one of the games that that blows up, it does have the highest total on the slate as of right now. You, you know, you you could get a lot out of this game. Obviously, both running backs are involved as well. Austin Eckler, eight thousand five hundred, pretty expensive, but with how involved he has been, obviously you could go there. I do actually like Connor quite a bit, 6,600. The Chargers give up the most yards per carry in the NFL, so he, he's definitely in play and involved enough and, and used around the goal line. 6,600 is not a bad price for him. So this is probably going to be my big game that I'm going to be stacking. So many pieces you could use in it, so many ways you can go, so I do like that. Next is another one that could be a little bit interesting, but as of right now it's looking like we might get some rain here we have the Raiders heading to Seattle and Seattle is four point favorites at home over under 47 and a half so one of the higher totals on the slate here also neither defense really scares yes Seattle's defense has definitely been better as of late but I don't know maybe Geno I'd probably go Geno in cash Maybe in GPPs just because of the upside of these wide receivers, they're both pretty cheap. Metcalf only six thousand five hundred, Lockett six thousand two hundred, and obviously Adams just basically has a floor of twelve targets a game. So you you could go there and and he's gonna he's gonna pay off even even though he's expensive. You, you can definitely use him. Josh Jacobs getting a ton of work, twenty touches a game is is basically guaranteed. Issue is he actually is questionable for the game, limited participant with a calf injury, so gonna have to monitor that. But really, I'd, I'd say it would probably just be Jacobs and Devonte Adams for me and on the Vegas side. You could go Foster Moreau, not bad. Three thousand four hundred is actually a pretty good price for him. So if if you wanted to go with him as a cheap part and and maybe a skinny stack with Metcalf or Lockett. Or also didn't mention Ken Walker, 6,900. Still too cheap for what he can do. I think he's going to be a very popular piece against this bad Vegas defense. And like I said, 6,900, he's definitely underpriced for the upside that he has. He has at least three catches in each of his last two games. He he had six receptions in his last game, even though it was kind of sketchy against Tampa. So nice to see him involved in, in the passing game. And since taking over in week six, six sorry, <coughs> Walker has forced the second most broken tackles and scored the most rushing touchdowns. So absolutely can blow up a slate. And, and it's nice to have him at only 6,900. So I I think if that was all you wanted from this game, you could basically just play him and be on his way. But... Maybe bring it back with an Adams and you got basically all the scoring in this game. So kind of like that. Definitely some usable pieces. And it's going to be interesting to see. Might play some Geno and some of those stacks because those receivers are definitely usable at only 6,500 and 6,200. Next is probably going to be an ugly one. We have the Rams heading to Kansas City. and Kansas City is 15 and a half point favorites. 41 and a half is the over under basically just expecting KC to throttle them here don't know if it's going to be Perkins or Walford starting so either way I mean it's probably going to be hard for them to keep up Patrick Mahomes pretty expensive 8200 he has been incredible best quarterback in football if you want to pair him with Kelsey Kelsey 7700 so it's it's pretty expensive and Without them being able to be pushed by the Rams, I don't know how much really Mahomes is going to have to go off. That being said, with his talent, he could score or throw four touchdowns in the first half and, and be sitting the rest of the game and still pay off his price. So you you could play him, but I, I'm probably just going to play Juju, who looks like he's going to clear concussion protocol, been practicing fully this week, and, and just play Kelsey and those those will really be my exposure to Mahomes in this game. I don't think I can play anybody on this Rams side. Robinson's banged up. Five thousand five hundred, not a bad price for him, but I I just don't know how much upside these guys have. They should have to throw the ball quite a bit, but with these quarterbacks, I don't I don't know if I can really get there with them. So what does make it interesting is Isaiah Pacheco, 5,500. If they are out to a huge lead, he could get a ton of work in the second half. So I definitely think he is a viable play at only 5,500. So I'll I'll probably sprinkle him in a little bit there and get my exposure to Mahomes from Juju and Kelsey. Last game on the slate. This one might be a little ugly as well. We have New Orleans heading to San Francisco. The 49ers are nine-point favorites at home. 43.5 is the over-under. We've heard rumblings that they want to get Taysom Hill a little bit more involved. He's 4,800, and I don't think you can really play him. But if he's going to be involved, I think that does hurt the upside of guys like Kamara. Obviously, 7,300 isn't a bad price for him. But if Hill's going to be taken away goal line looks for him, it's kind of sketchy, kind of scary with he hasn't been great lately so he probably will go overlooked so Kamara could be worth a sprinkle but I do worry about his upside a little Alave still heavily heavily involved 6,600 I I think he's still absolutely in play and if they're nine point dogs that they're gonna have to be throwing the ball so he is absolutely in play Jawan Johnson as well has been incredible as a tight end 3,400 definitely in play he's been scoring touchdowns and at least 40 yards and a touchdown in 3 straight games so definitely viable there you know that that's pretty good for his price and the San Francisco side these guys they went off last game you know you saw everybody getting involved but generally they are going to eat into each other on most weeks so it's kind of hard to really buy into their upside especially with Christian McCaffrey 8800 the ability is obviously there but if they're getting up big, they're probably going to give Eli Mitchell quite a bit of work at 4900 So I don't know if either of those guys are really viable. Too many questions. Now, Debo is banged up. So if for some reason Debo can't go, I do think that actually helps McCaffrey's upside a little bit. Obviously would help Brandon Ayuk, but he's now priced up also 6400 And Kittle, we see, had the huge game last week, but that is also against one of the worst defenses against tight ends so how much of it was that and and we do see spike weeks from him from time to time and then he'll just go back to being a glorified blocking tight end so 5,300 not a bad price for him but I probably will stay away there I'd have some interest in IU if if Debo is out and McCaffrey also if, if Debo's out but otherwise I don't know how much I'm going to be playing of these guys here I think that's really it for this week as I said, a lot of value at running back that you could play. going to be interesting how you use that value if you want to pay up for Tyreek Hill or Devonte Adams. But definitely think I'm going to be stacking that Cincinnati-Tennessee game and definitely like that Chargers and Arizona game. Definitely some ways you could go on, on both sides of the ball there. So those are probably going to be my two main stacks. And it, it should be interesting. But that's going to do it for this week. Hopefully you all had a great Thanksgiving and won some money. And like I said, if you can dive in, get as much research, and and get prepared for this slate, you're going to have an upper hand because a lot of people won't be doing it with the the Thanksgiving hangover. But thank you for listening as always, and I will definitely talk to you soon. Remember, Stefan out there.